0: Jen Walter's world is turned upside down after a freak accident leaves her with superpowers. This sounds like something I would talk about on Just Another Fanboy, but this isn't Just Another Fanboy. Nope, this is my other podcast. Welcome to an all new episode of my other podcast, the show where I tap record and just start talking. I'm your host. My name is Steven and most folks call me Steve. Actually, they don't. I don't really like being called Steve. I don't know why I said that. I was trying to come up with something funny to say off the top of my head and instead I said something stupid. That tends to happen a lot with me, folks, and uh, I think y'all are used to it. So I feel like I want to sing y'all a song. Should I sing? Should I sing a song? Should I sing it loud? Should I sing it strong? You know, my heart, my heart is telling me sing a song for these people, but I'm not going to do that because my head is telling me no. That's not that's not a good idea. Don't do that. And I think in this case, uh, I'm going to listen to my head instead. That rhymed. Rick, ricket, rhyme rhyme, 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 rhyme. Instead today, I want to talk about the first episode of She Hulk attorney at law. This landed on Disney Plus. Well, yesterday, if you're listening to this episode of my other podcast, the day it releases, which is August 19th, 2022, then the She-Hulk episode landed on Disney Plus yesterday, August 18th, 2022. The episode is titled A Normal Amount of Rage, which is something that Jennifer Walters says at one point in the episode. And I can't remember the exact circumstances, Behind it, I just really enjoyed the way she said it and and I'm I'm gonna say right off the bat here that I I really absolutely and truly with all my heart, love this episode. And I'm gonna continue, of course, watching the show each week every Thursday as it pops up there on the Disney plus. and I am going to continue talking about it here on my other podcast. I think what I'm trying to tell you here folks, is just plan on this episode and the following eight episodes. Of my other podcast to be about well about She-Hulk I may add other stuff to it, you know I don't know the 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 tagline for the show here of course is the the podcast where I tap record and just start talking so you just really you really never know what's gonna happen so before I really start getting into uh stuff about the episode that I liked and and maybe stuff I didn't like and and just sit here and reminisce I always like to start out by giving. You good folks out there in podcast land, whether you're sitting in a chair or driving your car or riding a bicycle or hanging upside down in your shower, I like to give y'all a synopsis of the episode, and I don't like to write those up. You know, I I don't like to spend a lot of time preparing for these here episodes of my other podcast, and so I'm going to take this synopsis straight from Wikipedia, what I found with these synopses that comes out of Wikipedia. They're not really all encompassing. So I'll I'll read you what it says here and then I will fill in the blanks from what I remember because I did watch it yesterday and my memory, my thought bank, my filing system in this big spongy thing I call a brain doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. So here's the synopsis per Wikipedia. Before a court case, Lawyer Jennifer Walters tells the viewers about an incident a few months ago where she and her cousin Bruce Banner were intercepted by a Sakaran spaceship and crashed their car. While attempting to get Banner to safety, Walters was cross-contaminated by his blood, causing her to transform into a Hulk. Afterwards, Walters was taken to Banner's secret laboratory in Mexico, where he explained her genetic condition and offered to help her control her powers. Though she is able to effortlessly... Wow, I said it. Ha <laughs> ha! That's a callback to an old episode of Just Another Fanboy where I, I had a, like a five-minute-long blooper reel of me trying to say that word. And you know what? I'm not going to test fate. I'm not going to say it again. So we'll go from there, and I'll just continue with Handle Banner's training regime. She expresses displeasure over the idea of becoming a superhero and abandoning her normal life. She attempted to leave but was stopped by Banner and the two get into a fight. Banner reluctantly accepted Walter's wishes and bid her fare and bid her farewell. Back in the present, the court case that Walter's is involved in is interrupted by Titania. Walter's transforms in front of everyone present and easily defeats her. All right, so that's the the synopsis. Here on the Wikipedia. Um, the first thing they left out here was the way the show opens, it's like they're trying to trick you. If if you are familiar for all familiar at all with uh She-Hulk in the comics, and I'm not all that familiar, I read most of John Byrne's run in the eighties, the late eighties, and this is where it kind of comes from. John Byrne um was the first to really kind of turn She-Hulk. Uh, that book into a, uh, uh, well, not completely. It wasn't a a complete humor book, but he added a lot of humor elements into it. Um, That title was called The Sensational She-Hulk. It's the second She-Hulk run. There was this, I think The Savage She-Hulk was the original run. And then the second volume is uh, The Sensational She-Hulk, which again, John Byrne wrote and drew and you can tell just right off the bat, if you ever look at that first cover, that he's injecting humor into this book. This is not your average comic because it, it features She-Hulk on the cover. And she's telling everybody uh, basically that, all right, um, we're giving you a second chance to read this book. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it says, but um, I'm going to have to look it up now because I, I, I think it's funny. So let's, uh, let's just try to fill some time here. As I pull this cover up on my phone over at the Marvel Unlimited app. So it's got the She-Hulk on the cover and it says, okay, now this is your second chance. If you don't buy my book this time, I'm going to come to your house and rip up all your X-Men. So right away, you are obviously just looking at that cover and you know there's some humor injected into this book. Now, there were moments throughout the series. Um, It's been a while since I've read it. And I was going to read that first issue of Sensational She-Hulk last night after I watched the episode, but I'm currently trying to do a reread of all my comics starting in 1985. And so far, I've only made it to March. And I don't want to read that series out of order. I want to wait until I come to 1989. And that may be uh, a a while before I get there, so... I I wanted to read it and just kind of compare my thoughts with issue one to episode one of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. But from what I understand, much of what inspired the TV show is actually Dan Slott's run on She-Hulk, which comes a bit later. I I feel like that's more early 2000s, maybe. Um, I don't want to look that up. But the whole point I'm trying to make here is that one of the things that John Byrne did was have Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk, break the fourth wall and talk to the audience. And so when this episode opens, Jennifer Walters is talking to the camera. And it's, it's almost like they're trying to trick us. They're, they're trying to say, see, here we go. She's going to talk to the audience. But she's actually not talking to the audience. She's talking to two other people that are in her office. She is going through her closing arguments on whatever case it is they're working on, and she's got, um, I think Nikki, yeah, Nikki, uh, which is a paralegal, um, and uh, a lawyer named Dennis in the office with her. Dennis uh, seems to want to, well, he has things to say about her closing arguments. He he, he doesn't he doesn't think they're all that great. Nikki loves him. She thinks uh, Jennifer's awesome, uh, but Dennis seems to be kind of a. He seems to be kind of a dick. And um, apparently Dennis is a character who comes from the comics, the, the the early on in the Savage She-Hulk, which again, I did read that first issue a number of months back, but I, that's that's about it. It's like I read the first issue of the Savage She-Hulk and then I have uh, the rest of my She-Hulk experience comes from reading back in the, the 80s and early 90s uh, when she was part of Fantastic Four. She was part of the Avengers. She was she was she was a member of the Avengers. Then they went to they did the Secret Wars in um, 84, 85, somewhere around there. And then she became a member of the Fantastic Four. Uh, and then she she had her own book. Now John Byrne was writing and drawing Fantastic Four when She Hulk became a member. And then of course he he wrote her her solo title there, the Sensational She Hulk, for however long. I, I don't know how long that uh that series lasted it's it's i'm not i i i i shouldn't really be talking about it because i'm here to talk about the freaking tv show but i think what i'm trying to get across here folks is that much of what this tv show is inspired by in regard to the comics um i don't have a lot of history with anyway once jen finishes her uh practicing her closing arguments um, and Dennis tells her that she should redo them. And Jennifer <laughs> ignores her. The three of them leave her office to, to go to court. And we learn here that she's already the She-Hulk. Um, they don't ever call her She-Hulk in this episode, which, which I kind of like. Because really the name She-Hulk is pretty stupid. And it's pretty condescending. It's pretty dumb. And uh, there's actually a moment in the episode where uh, Bruce Banner who is now the smart Hulk um, refers to himself as the smart Hulk and Jen gives him crap about that uh, for calling himself the smart Hulk. And he, he explains that he, he's not the one who came up with that name. Um, Ultimately the public decides what you're going to be called as a superhero. And then you just have to kind of live with it. And that's kind of, I think what they're the, the, I think that was a, a, uh, a way for them to say, look, Jennifer Walters would never call herself the she Hulk. That's, that's not something she would do, um, but uh, apparently we learn, we're learn we going to learn at some point that the public refers to her as She-Hulk. They uh, refer to her as a Hulk in this first episode, and we learn that right here at the, the opening, the outset, she's already a Hulk at this point um, because Nikki says something to her. Uh, they kind of let Dennis go off on his own and... Nikki says, you know, oh, you can always Hulk out in front of everybody and that that will impress people. And Jennifer doesn't want to. She's not interested in letting people know that she's a Hulk. She's let Nikki know, which tells me that the two of them are, are close friends, but she's not interested in telling anybody else. And then she says to Nikki, she's basically like, oh, I forgot something in my office. Um, I'll catch up. You know, you go on. I'll catch up. She turns around. She goes into the office. She turns to the camera and then she starts talking to the audience. So. It's almost like they, they 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 opened it with us believing at first that she's going to break the fourth, fourth wall and talk to the audience, and we're like, "All right, here we go, just like out of the comics." And then they go, nope, she's not doing that." And then we then as the as the audience, we're going, "Oh, I guess they're not going to do that." And then she does, and I love that. I, I love that moment because it's almost like I, I just feel like the 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 team behind this show were going out of their way to trick you into thinking that they were not going to break the fourth wall and then they do. And so she breaks the fourth wall and she talks to us, the audience, and she's basically, I don't remember exactly what she says, um, but ultimately she's, she's like, yeah, I'm a Hulk. Let me tell you how it happened. Now in the comics, let me, let me just give you a brief uh, origin story for She-Hulk in the comics. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. Uh, Bruce has come to visit her, she in california or wherever she lives she is working on a case in which i i I feel like it's a it's organized crime uh she may be part of the district attorney's office possibly and she's prosecuting uh, a crime boss or somebody up in up in the upper levels of the mob or just a, a a powerful criminal you know not not super but a powerful you know a criminal with pull and uh some hitmen find her at some point and they shoot her. And Bruce is able to uh to get her out of danger, but she's gonna die. And so he gives her a blood transfusion to save her life. And of course, his blood, mixing with her blood, turns her into a Hulk. Uh, but because I mean, from what I recall and from what I've been told, she does kind of go through this whole uh turning into She-Hulk when she's angry, but eventually she is. She's not the same Hulk as Bruce Banner is. She's able to control her transformation and she's able to still be herself when she's a, a, a Hulk. She's not a, a, a rage monster basically. And uh the show kind of tells us that the the reason why that is the case um is because you know with Bruce he spent um he spent his life bottling up his emotions um we're assuming he suffered some kind of trauma as a child we know he did in the comics and he spent his life bottling up his emotions and because of that um the other guy as they refer to him in the movies uh comes out as a rage monster whereas jen has much more control over her emotions and uh she because of that she's not a rage monster when she's the hulk anyway the origin here in the show is that She's visiting her her cousin Bruce. They're they're in a car. She is uh she's trying to get information from Bruce about Steve Rogers. This is, I should say, this is set after Endgame. Um, if you've not watched Endgame, I'm gonna spoil something for you. Um, so just be prepared for that. Three, two, one. Here come the spoilers. Uh, Captain America, as far as everyone else is concerned, Steve Rogers dies um at the end of Endgame. We know when uh, watching the movie that he doesn't die. He just goes, he just stays back in time back in the forties and lives out the rest of his life with uh, Peggy Carter. But Jen is trying to get Bruce. She's, she just wants to know if Steve Rogers uh, ever had sex. I don't know why she wants to know that, but apparently she's really interested in learning whether or not Steve Rogers is a virgin. If he died a virgin Um, as they're talking about it, one of the things we learn here is that if you remember during Endgame when the Hulk uh, used he's, – he's the smart Hulk um, during Endgame. He's the savage Hulk in Infinity War. And then the five years during the blip, we learn that he spends time in this lab that we uh, get to in this show, the secret laboratory in Mexico. He spends the five years during the blip merging the Hulk and Bruce Banner together into one uh, that they they call the Smart Hulk, which is just he's the Hulk all the time, and he is still Bruce Banner. But in Endgame, he's the one that puts on the Infinity Gauntlet to fix everything, to bring everybody back from the blip. And when he does so, it it really it just really fucks up his arm, basically uh, the arm that he's he's wearing the the infinity gauntlet on his on his hand and that that arm just gets all burned and 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 mangled and and uh in this episode we learn that if he is bruce banner if he transforms from the hulk into bruce banner his, his arm starts to heal it, it apparently won't heal as he's the hulk but his arm is healing when he's bruce banner and he has to put on a uh i can't even remember the name of what it, what he called it it was something he wore on his other arm that It was like a gamma, um, I can't think of the word. It kept, it basically, it it kept Bruce from transforming into the Hulk, which is something that uh, we need in this scene because as they're talking, suddenly a Sakaran spaceship just out of the blue just swoops in in front of the, in in front of the car, causing uh, Jen, who's driving to uh, freak out, crank the wheel and then they go flipping off the side of a, a cliff or something. And, and uh, both Bruce and Jen survive because they're wearing their seatbelts. But Bruce is unconscious and Jen manages to get herself out. The car's upside down. She takes her seatbelt off. She pulls herself out of the car. She's got a, a, a big slash, a big gash on one arm that's bleeding. And she makes her way around to the other side of the car and she pulls Bruce free and Bruce kind of starts waking up and he realizes that he's bleeding and he tells her to to leave him to walk away he's bleeding and, and that's very dangerous and be, because his blood is very dangerous and she ignores him and one of his wounds starts bleeding into her wound and immediately she's transformed into a hulk and she goes running off into the woods And it's all this, this, that once she transforms that the act of transformation and her running through the woods is now told from her perspective. So we don't really see her. We, we see a bit of a reflection of her transforming in the, the, the mangled car door, uh, the metal of the door. But otherwise we don't, we don't really see her as the, as the she Hulk and she's, she's running through the woods and she's, she's growling. She sounds like a savage Hulk. Well, she wakes up and she's Jen Walters and she makes her way, uh, to this bar on the outskirts of these woods. And um, after she, she goes into the restroom and these women come in and they see her looking all beat up and assume that, you know, her man has mistreated her. And so they immediately just start helping her. They're, they're putting makeup on her. They're giving her a jacket. And she asks if she can use their phone to call her cousin. And so then we take up with her outside the bar waiting for Bruce to come pick her up. Um, and three dudes come out of the bar. It's ladies night. And apparently all three of these guys have struck out and they're kind of sad about it. And they see, uh, her standing there and immediately, uh, one of them just starts hitting on her. And she, of course, wants nothing to do with them, but dudes being dudes, they don't quite take no for an answer. Uh, and so they keep, you know, one guy especially keeps, um, bearing down on his advances toward her, just basically treating her like a piece of shit, ultimately. It's like, I'm a guy and you're a girl and I'm attracted to you, so you were put here on this earth to uh, be attracted to me and make me feel better about myself and come home with me. And this attitude, of course, upsets her and she gets angry and she transforms into the She-Hulk. These guys just freak out and she's about ready to just stomp a mud hole in their asses when suddenly... The Hulk is there and he tackles her and she she's unconscious again. So, yeah, he takes her back to his uh, secret lab. I'm going to I'm going to try not to go through every freaking scene here. I'm going to try to keep this um try to brief it up at this point. But um, most of the rest of the episode is Bruce trying to ultimately teach her how to be a Hulk. Basically, he expects her, uh, you know, because of his experience as the Hulk. He's expecting her to go through the same kind of stuff. And he has uh, mapped out, he's got, he pulls out a binder that maps out exactly what happened to him during the 15 years that he's been the Hulk. And he's telling her that she's, she's going to be able to, she's, she's going to have to expect all this to happen to her as well. And ultimately what he's trying to do here is before she goes back to civilization, he wants to make sure that she can control her change and control herself as the Hulk, like he does now, so that she's not a danger to anybody. She, on the other hand, she's not interested. She, uh, we learn really quick that she's able to control the transformation and that she, uh, because the first time he induces her into transforming by putting her, putting her, putting, putting, putting her, putting, putting her into a, a dangerous situation that causes her to Hulk out. And she's pretty angry about it. And so he assumes once she is a Hulk that he's a savage Hulk. So he starts trying to talk her down like she's some kind of dog or a horse or something. He's like, it's okay, girl. It's okay. It's all right, girl. And she's like, why are you talking to me like that? And uh, he's like, whoa, you're still yourself. Uh, You don't have an alter ego. And uh, he won't quite accept that. He still thinks that something's going to happen. There's something bad inside her because... That's that was his experience. And so he's trying to ultimately put his experience onto her and she's trying to tell him that that's that's not going to be the case. She's she's fine, but she she agrees to stay with him for a while. And he you know, they they do yoga and they do uh, strength training and, and that kind of stuff. But eventually she's tired of being there um, away from her life. She wants to get back to her life. She's a lawyer. That's what she wants to do. She has a career. She's got friends and she tries to leave at one point and Bruce doesn't want her to leave so they they do get into a fight. Um the time on the island was was pretty fun. There were some pretty fun moments on it. Um I really enjoyed how Bruce uh he just seems to have a hard time. He just seems to struggle with the fact that he had to really suffer for 15 years to get to the point that he's at now, whereas she doesn't she doesn't have to do any of that. It's it's all coming rather easily to her and he seems to he seems to be pretty upset about that. He's not having a good time with it. And at and, and one point, as they're out there doing their their thing and she's uh, she's doing things really well, he he just he kind of pushes her off of a cliff, uh, you know, just in anger. And she as she's falling, she flips him off and um, then she just jumps back up because, of course, that's not going to hurt her. But anyway, he tries to stop her from leaving and they get into a fight. And it's a pretty awesome fight because the Hulk does the thing where he claps his hands together which uh, causes a, a powerful um, explosion of sound and air that knocks her across the beach. And so she tries it and it doesn't work. And then she quickly figures it out and she actually starts kind of basically applauding, which almost turns it into a, a, a like a sonic cannon that's just beating at his head. And there's a you know, as the smart Hulk, he wears his glasses and there's just this, you know, she punches him in the face and it cracks his glasses. She's throwing things at him. And at one point, um, as he's kind of trying to chase her, um, you don't see what she's doing. You just see the various items that keeps hitting him in the face that she's throwing at him. And at one point he gets, uh, beaten in the face by like four or five surfboards in a row. And that's what finally breaks his glasses. It was, it, it was really amusing. And, uh, eventually he does um come to his senses and he's like look if you want to if you want to get back into the world and get back to your life i'll respect that and she turns to the camera turns to the audience and says basically says he doesn't respect that which almost kind of freaks her out and his and him out he hears her talking to the audience and he he kind of looks at her sharply like who are you talking to and she does a double take to the camera like did I just talk to the audience like she's she's suddenly aware that there's an audience out there. I, I, I enjoyed that as well. Um, but, yeah, she goes back. Um, she is uh, at the trial now at this point. She's getting ready to do her closing arguments. And that's when Titania bursts in. And Nikki tells Jen, you know, you're, you're going to have to Hulk out. And so she does. And everybody sees her turn into a Hulk. And uh, Titania leaps at her with a flying kick and Jennifer takes her out. And I think at one point Titania says, who are you supposed to be? And she just says, Jen Walters attorney at law uh, as she's a Hulk. And uh, it was a, it was a really nice ending. um, But it was a really frustrating ending as well, because I really wanted more. The episode was, I think 38 minutes long total with credits. And uh, I really, um, I really enjoy having episodes like this to look forward to each week. Um, but I just, you know, I just had a moment there at the end, which went, uh, you know, when, when it ended and I'm just like, oh man, come on. I want to watch some more of this. But uh, I am so looking forward to the rest of the series. There was a post credit scene uh, because as part of Bruce's hidden laboratory, it's, it's in the basement of like a bungalow that has a, a bar that he built with his own two hands And, uh, at one point he tells her, you know, as, as a Hulk, they do have one advantage and that's that they can drink as much as they want and never get drunk because of their high metabolism. Uh, but they do get a buzz. So he's like all the buzz, uh, none of the, uh, I don't know, whatever I can't remember the other, the other part that he said, but the post credit scene is the two of them at the bar and she's, she's no, she's not hulked out. So she's very drunk. And she's lamenting the fact that Steve Rogers died a virgin. And it's, she's, she's like almost in tears. She's so sad because as she puts it, he had just the nicest ass. And as we know, uh, it's not the first time somebody has commented on Steve Rogers' ass. Ant-Man referred to it as America's ass. Uh, but she's very, she just seems very upset. She's, she's drunkenly upset that Steve Rogers died without a woman or man uh, being able to enjoy his ass. And it's at that point that the Hulk confides in her that Steve Rogers, who apparently confided in him, uh, lost his virginity during the war with uh, a woman uh, on the USO tour. And that, uh, Jennifer's very happy. We learn that she's not drunk. she was She was tricking Bruce so that he would tell her the truth. And uh, that's how it ended. She goes, she goes, oh, Steve Rogers, fuck! And then, 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 it ends. And uh, you know, I saw comments online about people that uh, apparently had a really uh, felt really offended by a lot of that. They they thought it was um, uncalled for. I found it really funny. Um, I also saw a lot of comments from um, amazingly enough white men who uh, didn't like the show mainly because they didn't like her. They thought that she was smug. And, um, cocky. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, when I read that, uh, from dudes, I just shake my head and go, she, because she wasn't, I mean, she, she, I'm sure she was to a certain extent, but I, I don't know. I hear people say that I read that online. And my first thought is, oh, so she's not in the kitchen having babies. So, uh, you want to put her back in her place. And that's why you didn't enjoy her as a character. I, I loved her. I thought she was great. Um, as of this first episode, I think that She Hulk um, is on the path to becoming my favorite of the Marvel Disney Plus TV shows. I know based on some stuff that I've read online from folks who saw the premiere. They premiered the show uh, by you know at a movie theater by playing the first four episodes. And two of the comments that I ha- ha- have seen a bit, you know, a lot of people who went who were talking about these four episodes didn't spoil anything. but the two things that I read was, uh, some folks were saying that the sto- that the, the show really hits its stride in episode two, and other folks are saying that it really hits its stride in episode four. But ultimately, what I got out of that is that this episode was, was great and it's just going to get better from here. And we know, for example, that Daredevil, uh, Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil will make an appearance in the show. Um, according to Wikipedia, we're also going to see Leapfrog and Wong will be in the show. And uh the Porcupine is supposed to show up at some point, as well as the Wrecking Crew. And, uh yeah, it was really good. And there were the two moments in the show that were just, for me, that, well the sakaran spaceship for example there's no real explanation we don't know why it's there bruce tells her uh, afterwards he's the one that identifies it for her as a sakaran spaceship uh, a a messenger ship but ultimately all he says is is that uh that it was a sakaran ship uh there to deliver a message and that he's going to have to check into that at some point so i hope that comes up Later in this uh, in this show, if not, I'm sure it will show up uh, at some point in one of the movies. I'm not going to do something like that and not have that payoff somewhere. And one of the theories I've seen is that that is a uh, precursor to what might be a World War Hulk movie or Disney Plus show, which would be pretty awesome. Uh, Also, the the appearance of Titania, there obviously is no explanation whatsoever why she suddenly uh, tears her way through the courtroom wall and into um, the courtroom. So at some point, they're going to have to explain that. I'm hoping that's probably going to happen in episode two. Um, Titania is kind of a, a, a big reoccurring character in the life of She-Hulk in the comics. And, and in fact, I had started to read the new series on Marvel Unlimited and there is a moment in the first or second issue where Titania is in the city that Jin lives in and is tearing stuff up, and and Jin goes to fight her, and we learn that ultimately, uh, Titania just wants to fight the She-Hulk because she wants to be able to let loose once in a while and let out all her frustrations because she has gone from being a bad guy to a good guy to a bad guy and and at this point she's a good guy again but yet she's doing stuff that could label her as a bad guy cuz she's you know tearing up the town and so the two kind of come to an agreement because Jennifer agrees she's like I I can I don't have to hold back when I'm fighting you as well and it it's nice to be able to just let loose like that and so the two agree that Ultimately, they're going to kind of become sparring partners and just beat each other up so they can uh, let loose. And uh, so I kind of hope we'll get a bit of that in this show that Titania isn't just ultimately uh, a, a bad guy. Uh, but um, one of the other moments I really enjoyed was Bruce trying to, you know, trying to get her to understand that he because he went through 15 years of suffering and, and uh, trying to learn to control the anger so that he wouldn't. Hulk out and 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 kill people. Um, you know, he's telling her that she needs to control her anger, and she she explains to him that that's what she does all the time. As a woman, there are so many things that women have to deal with that men don't. Um, and some of the examples she uses is you know if she if she loses her cool, uh, if she can't control her anger, then um, at work, for example, when uh, men are mansplaining to her, uh, law subjects that are in her own area of expertise. You know, if she shows any anger at that point, then she's going to be labeled as emotional and, uh, not easy to work with and a bitch. And, and then of course she, she even takes it a step further, which pretty much references back to the, the three guys that were hitting on her outside that bar. Um, that if, you know, she has to keep her anger under control because she could quite literally be murdered. And uh it's just, you know, dudes don't in 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 normal everyday circumstances don't have to worry about that kind of stuff and and women do. And so I like that one of the reasons that she is able to be a Hulk and be a not a rage monster but be what is what I've always considered the perfect Hulk form because Yeah, she's she's just herself. She just happens to be seven feet tall, uh, full of muscles and green. Um, But the reason why she didn't have to struggle and turn into really what in essence is a monster is because the fact that she's a woman and uh, the way she has to live her life as a woman and, and the struggles that she's already had just simply by being a woman. And it was a really great episode. I'm looking forward to more I've really let this episode go longer than I meant it to, uh, especially considering that I'm just talking about a TV show that was half an hour long. But yeah, join me here next week, and we'll talk about episode two. If you if you want to leave me any feedback, if you want to tell me what you thought of the show, you can send me an email over at else at gmail.com. Uh, that will be in the show notes, so you don't have to write that down. You can join us over at the forums Just another fanboy forums. There is a my other podcast uh, forum over there among those message boards. And I always put the episodes up over there in a a talkback thread. So you can leave feedback over there or just find me over on Twitter at Stephen or else. And because I I will tweet about this episode once it goes up. So, you know, tell me what you think. Did you watch the episode? Did you enjoy it? Did you have problems with it? What what, what were the issues you had? The only issues I had with the show at all were uh, the fact that they didn't explain why the Sakaran vessel was there. And uh, I don't, well, I don't think I had an issue with the way Titania showed up because it was literally the end of the episode. So it was more of a, here's something that just happened and we'll find out what's going on in the next episode. So really that it was just the Sakaran vessel just out of the blue. And uh, again, I just have this feeling that we're not going to learn in the show at all why it was there that that's gonna that's something that we're gonna have to pick up in a, in a in a in a whole movie maybe i don't know but uh yeah that's it i'm done talking about it later